When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What it is, welcome to Tyrus and the Wise Men. Um, Tyrus and these are the Wise Men. Uh, <laughs> last week, we left off a cliffhanger where we we're going to talk about, you know, why don't babyface managers work? But I think the bigger question is, is why do DDTs off the top rope don't work anymore? There is so much wrestling out there now. Like the amount of programming to even keep up with everything that is going on in the wrestling business. Maybe that's why. Or maybe are, are people just doing so much now that it's just. Well, what's going to happen know. is you're going to hit the ceiling. Yeah. And then you're going to oversaturate. Right. And then somebody gets a guy in an arm lock and the crowd's going to boo the shit out of him. Right. And we are we are at that point, unfortunately. <laughs> and what but you need is- to do is you need to lock into that arm hold. Yep. Exactly. You just yeah, just let them boo, and you win the match with the arm lock, and guess what? It's established as a thing, and then yeah. that's how we take these steps back to make things mean something. Someone's just yeah. got to be bold enough to go out of their way and like, I'm not giving, I'm not playing this arms race. I'm going to do things my way. Well, you see, it, it goes back to us as the wrestlers need to take control back in the ring, not the fans control us. Exactly. We are the band leaders. We are the guys that control the stroke. And sometimes we just got to sit there and wait and let them get pissed off, take control back of that crowd. Uh, if they're pissed guys, off, like if they're pissed off, they're emotionally invested in some way, which they're yes. very rarely emotionally invested now because they're just getting a bunch of stuff thrown at them. You can't put anything over. You can't. Nope. And uh, I watched a program last night, and they had what I would call a stacked card. They had all their top guys wrestling for titles across the board. And every match had some type of super move off the top rope, and none of them were successful. And uh, it's just, you're just like, and then a guy gets hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, and yep. but because it wasn't what was called out there, the ref doesn't count three, which and that's what, which shows which show, and then you put him in harm's way again because no one can think of another way to pin a guy who's hurt. They got to do the another right. another finish that just knocked him out. Like, right. and, and I know what it is. It, you know what it is is psychology's dead, and I'm just gonna say it. There's a certain wrestler is a mark for themselves. They're just a mark for themselves. They they do seven thousand moves because they only the only time they're tough is in the ring. You know, I getting beat by a, Jake the Snake hitting you with a DDT, the whole place went nuts for you. You know why? He built it. Yep. And how how big was Jake the Snake? 
Like Jake's six, tall. People don't realize how six, tall he was. Six, 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 seven, right? Yeah, Jake was tall. Do you feel like they started hiring a different type of performer? Well, Shawn Michaels like, changed it, Shawn Michaels changed the game. Okay. You gotta you yeah. gotta give them that because they went from um the barrel chested monsters and the body right. guys to the smaller athletic guys. So which that's that's fine. But even Sean was winning matches with super kicks. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't, yeah. or he'd hit the macho elbow off the top, but he wasn't hitting 17 elbows off the top. And it's like right. one match goes from the other, and you know the guys know better, but it's like, it's just that, I guess that's the style now, is just, and it's, you don't really have to watch the whole show. Because you can just yeah. watch your one, your favorite guy, because he's going to, every match is the main event. So there really doesn't matter. Like everyone's getting color. Everyone's on the outside. Everyone's kicking out everybody's stuff. Like you know, you got to beat a guy with six finishers to beat him. That's that's what takes me out of a show. Like yeah. when guys guys are just focused on just getting their getting their shit in, just doing a bunch of moves. You know what I mean? Like one match will be a bunch of moves, and the next match, same thing. No type of psychology. No type of entertainment value. No character. You know what I mean? It's just it's all the same. It's all shoot promos. It's all shoot promos. They're they're shooters. They're 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 talking yeah. shit about the business and the company. And you know, and NWA yeah, same. NWA right now. That's the new thing. Is everybody's fighting the system and they're against the uh, office. Uh, uh, and it's uh, but you suck. Well, I'm just gonna say it. Like if you're not, you you gotta be really, really good. Yeah, you gotta be clever, and you gotta not stutter. You gotta be able to bring it. You know what I'm saying? And and but here's the thing: Uh, when you are at NWA is a young, revamped company coming up, and you want to go out there and be Triple H or Stone Cold, shooting on everybody and shooting on the office. Maybe this is the time where we let them know that it was written. That Stone Cold wasn't really burying Vince McMahon without it being right. part of the plan. So you bury everything because you're over, because you want to see a, a, a wrestling for the what it is is they're wrestling for the wrong audience. You're not yeah. wrestling for, you're not trying to build a brand. You're trying to get comments from forty year old men. Yeah. Like you're not there's you don't see kids and families at the shows anymore. You do it the WWE, you know, but when everyone has a 15-minute Hell in a Cell match, it's a little hard to bring the kids to that. So you're not growing new fans. Doesn't that fall into the promoter's hands, too? Like, remember, there used to be a uh, Yes, The the show used to, I mean, quote, unquote, like, I guess maybe this is a horrible term, but it's like, you know, you build up to a climax. Yeah. When when you've got your opening that could be a main event, and then your second match is a main event, like it it loses something. Uh, I feel like we're almost our promoters are almost hurting themselves by trying to have such grand events. Well, I don't think they care. I think we'll just get another one because the guys are all pretty much the same. It's the same look. It's the same kick pads. It's the same. I'm the best in the business. I'm better than you. You suck. Um, everybody is, is EC3 from Impact. Um, no, they are, you know, or they're a yep. version of The Miz. Like, that's yep. Those that's what works. You go out there and you tell the crowd they suck, um, and the other guy sucks, and they boo, and you get a reaction. But you're not 
Piper said things that drove people insane. Like he built, like yeah. it just they. Everyone's playing wrestler, I guess, and that's the reason. But it's everywhere because every, nobody stands out anymore. There's no when you say, "Oh, that guy and that guy," and you say, "Well, why do these guys stay along? Why do guys stay in the business seventeen, twenty years, etc.?" Because those who are able to be different always have a job. Those who don't, you can just trade them in and out. Just let them go until they turn the ACL, till they, you know, get somebody hurt. You know, someone like, you know, Moxie got a concussion and we hope he's well. But a guy like Moxie who can work anybody in the world, any style, always usually has psychology. And then you get into a Lucha guy who has to get all his shit. That's what I don't understand. Like, if I wasn't, I, I would never use a finish if I wasn't going over. Like, it just didn't make any That's sense to me. Right. Unless it was a right. special occasion. Like, I was wrestling Big Show. And uh, he was like, um, you know, you want to hit your big splash and I'll just barely get out. And I was like, yeah, because it's Big Show. And he was getting ready to go against Cena for the championship. So thousand percent you can kick out of mine because uh, that's I'm building the card. I'm building getting the guy ready. Like I'm being asked to make this guy look good and people buy tickets to see him win. Sometimes that's your role. Sometimes you get the role where everyone's going to, you know, get murdered by you. And then it's your turn. To get murdered by somebody that's else. Your, yeah, that's your job, though. Like, yeah. if you're a professional and you're a part of a company, when you get that push of you're the monster, you're the one going over, you're the star, it's your job to pass that on to the next guy. Because, number one, you don't lose anything, especially if you're a professional and you know how to work. Like, you're not going to lose anything. No. But it's your job to build up that next guy. Because that's how everybody gets over if you think if you think like that, that's how everybody gets over. The Superfly f splash is still over. <laughs> it's still over because it's when he awesome. hit it, when he hit it, no one kicked out. <laughs> no one. Yep. The only well, guy he has ever seen him hit it on was uh, was Morocco. It was after the match was over in the steel cage. They had a giant ass feud. Morocco won the match, state intercontinental champion, but Superfly. Hit him with that big headbutt, anyways, and hit the splash from the top of the cage, and he had to be stretchered out. Like they put you, you they they're trading moves for psychology. They're not entertaining. Like you build to something, then when you hit it, you know that's why it used to be cool when guys had the same finishers. You know you you know and one was the master of this, and the other guy was a master of that. And who's going to get it on? You know we saw that with the figure four leg lock and the full Nelson, and then for a while during the Attitude Era, it was the power bomb. You had Diesel's power bomb. You had Vader's bomb. You had Psycho Sid's bomb. Like, everyone, you know, there was uh, Scott Norton. So it was like you. everybody was a master or something. So when those guys got together, like, whose bomb's going to win? Um, they just, it, it's just the, if the only place you're tough is in the ring, then you're not really tough. Like you're just you're just not this. I kick out of everything because I I can't get beat. I think I think that's what, that what makes me giggle the most is like try being two feet taller than the guy you're working and he's got to beat you. <laughs> right, right. You know but what I'm saying? Made it work. Yeah, but I'm just saying. But I didn't say you must hit me with 17 finishers and then roll me up. Like sometimes you just slipped on a banana peel or you walked into something. 
you know, or if the well, guy yeah, was getting ready to go, you know, and I, but when you're in the main event and you're wrestling for the, for the NWA world championship or the intercontinental championship or the, that whatever cha- championship is, and it's the main event of the night, that's when guys can do the little, that's when you tell the story, the guy won the title so bad he kicked out. That's when it means something. That's why I did the weirdest thing. I kicked out at one just to pop myself. Dude, it was, that was, that just, was awesome. Just because was, I wanted to show how bad I didn't want to lose. And then like, I fucking like, lost. But dude, like feeling that though, from the other perspective, like because we didn't talk about that. No, it just hit me. But like, and then doing it, like me sitting there, like I don't know, like the, the facial expression, everything was so real, but also so working together. Like it's that perfect balance of like, as I said, persona and performance. You know what I mean? And and that's why you had to hit him with three cowbell shots, right? Oh, I was hulking up. I I was hulking up. I just couldn't get it done, you know? And then he put the, but it was a retirement match. It was for the most precious prize. And so it made sense. And, but if, if him and I were the opening match that night and just having a match, no, the first time he hit me with his finish, it would have been over. One, two, three. That's it. There's a, or if you're going over, I would not be hitting my finish. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I wouldn't throw it away because it's a finish. That has to do with, like, building a card, right? I mean, where everybody kind of has their place. Like, the first match, there's there's things you just don't do. The second, third, fourth, right. Because you have signature stuff, but your signature stuff can't be your finisher. You know, like, um, I always think of X-Pac when he was the 1-2-3 kid. He got over losing every week. He got over. And when That's he beat Razor Ramon, he was a made man when he uh, when he beat Scott Hall. And but, but losing can make you losing makes you human, makes you yeah. real. So when you go in there and you wrestle and you're having a match, and the possibility of you losing heightens the story of whatever you're trying to tell in the ring. Yep. That's that's why I never understood why guys get so hot about losing, especially yeah. if you know what you're doing in the ring. I think you can always you get can, over. You can always get over. Go ahead. Yeah, going over and getting over is the same thing. If you do it right, yep. if you do the business right, nobody loses. Everybody Whoa. wins. But I, 100%. I, and, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was going to say, go ahead, Aaron. No, I was saying, like, you know, listening to this conversation, right? I mean, I, I think it, it speaks to a bigger issue. And I was actually having uh, this conversation this past weekend to where you know, in terms of how we all look at it, we grew up and came up at a time when to get in the business, you had to be vetted to a degree. Yeah. And uh, again, I don't mean to be controversial or anything, but what a man was back then is very different than the definition of what a man is now uh, in terms of like, I think we're seeing a lot of boys, to be honest with you, um, who never really kind of had that like, you have to have something greater than yourself, right? right. And, and like we serve a bigger purpose in that we serve the show, we serve the company, we serve the fans. And a lot of people now, they're working for uh, Instagram 30 second videos so they can get yeah. likes and, yep. you know, do what they do to where I, it's just, it's a different mentality. And I'm not trying to, again, like berate anybody, but as society has kind of said, like, hey, masculinity. Um, you know, it, it's been under attack for the last, you know, few years here. And the wrestling business is no different. And that's why we're seeing this, because there is something innately 
in, you know, most humans subconscious, two gladiators battling it out. And when you see two people that looks like you could drive by a school and see like a schoolyard fight, it takes it out of the equation. And be that coupled, <laughs> no, but that coupled with the only thing they have is the moves because they don't know how to tell a story. And as far as the shoot promos go, I'll say this: Punk, Austin, all those guys, they had people emotionally invested in them before they did a shoot promo. If no one cares about you, they're right. not going to what you have to say. And that is my opinion. Like that is the biggest issue in wrestling today, as far as the promos go. So, yeah, just everyone, everyone's. Above it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. You know, I, I love these guys. This is great. You guys are the best. <laughs> well, and we sound, I guess, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a, a wrestler, we probably sound bitter. And it's not that we were bitter. We're trying to protect the business to make money for everybody and for, for it to grow and to get better. If somebody listens to this and they can take this advice and make the business better, all for it, you know? It's it's not bitter, too. It's it's fighting for what we believe in, what's yeah. made us get into this, to come to this level. But also it's to like, a lot of these guys don't know yet because they've never felt it the right way. Right. They only know what they know, and it's kind of on us to maybe guide them. And sometimes we do have to be patient, too, so we can't expect change overnight. But like I told Sandow, it's like sometimes you gotta you gotta cut people loose too because they'll never get it. But yeah, it's our it's our duty, Straight it's up. our job to like kind of take it this direction and stick with it, and you know let the chips fall where they may. You feel like after the Attitude Era, it kind of turned into a little bit of an an acrobatic show. You know what I mean? Like something switched in the style of wrestling where it was no longer these huge men, you know, just sitting in the center of the ring, punching each other in the face. And it kind of transitioned into, I don't want to say gymnastics, but well, it is. Just spots, people hitting, spots are gymnastics. Yeah, people hitting moves everywhere. And I remember when I was coming up, it made me want to do the jump off the rope stuff. But you got it. Yeah, yeah, well, people, they, it naturally just made me want to do things I wasn't great at or couldn't do or thought I might be able to do if I practice. And I remember Arn Anderson coming up to me saying, you're not getting this like you don't need to do that. Right. Have but I to, was confused. because no, Yeah, because one of the things is like um, I could do the splash off the top rope in the WWE. Right. right. But the Usos did it. And so if I did it one time, um, it's it's not taking it's t- so I did it off the second, and I had that right. great uh, Monday Night Raw where I put Austin on the other side of the ring and I hit the splash from the second right, and they're like, well, why didn't you do it from the top rope? You'd get over. I said, no, 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 we have guys who fly. I'm not one of them. Right. Right. <laughs> you know because not, not to mention, man, you but kill somebody like seriously yeah. the yeah. size it should just wreck them. If you uh, if you make. I, I, I speak no, 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 no. I'm not saying on a shoot. 
I'm not saying on a shoot. I'm just I'm saying, right. like, a man your size coming off the top rope for a splash. Every like, night, you're yeah. going to have a bad night. You're going to, you know, yeah. and, and that's always was the same thing was said to me. Can you do that every night? If you're going to have your, yeah. you get older and you go up to hit the old glory every night, you know, every well, night. And that, then you land on your knees well every night. Yeah. Your hands, I remember Buzz Sawyer used to do it. He broke his, uh, he broke his hand. I think it was on a clash of champions. Um, think mistakes happen out there. Hell, I just got out of the, I was in the hospital the other day because I thought I had blood clots from that chair shot on my leg. Like, uh, oh, the, uh, hey, the, but I didn't. He said, he said, I don't have human bones. He's like, I can't believe this is not broken. I said, nah, I'm good. It just, just want to make sure there's no blood clots. Um, but my, my point was, you know what, I, you know what happened, A-Ryan, is yeah. everyone started playing the video game. Yeah. Right. So in the video game, it takes like seven stunners to beat you. <laughs> like, and if you jack up your, your rating to 99 and you get in the ring, nothing hurts you. And your finishers are better than ever. So what it is was this is the generation who grew up not not necessarily <clears throat> they'd watch the wrestling, but they were playing the video game. And that mindset right. where it's like move after move after move after move after move. It's like everyone who watched, who played NBA Jam all of a sudden wanted to dunk in the NBA. You know, and you had a whole generation of guys yeah. who could dunk but couldn't shoot. So then, you know, they yeah. washed out. Wrestling's different. These guys aren't washing out. The problem is, is that we're missing the Dean Malenko's and the Fit Finleys in the young yeah. generation. The guys who, because you can't have Rey Mysterio without Dean Malenko. You, you know what I'm saying? Or the ultimate dragon. You need the bases, the guys that, that shut it down. The guys who work the holds. Like, uh, Dean Malenko to me doesn't, I one of the toughest things is he did not like me at first. And and I hated it because I was such a fan of him because every day he was like Bret Hart, Dean Malenko, Bret Hart, uh, Chris Benoit, ultimate dragon. There was a certain uh, fit Finley, uh, Steven Regal, uh, Dave Taylor. There was, there was level of guys, Bob Backlund that were just, they wrestled and you could have a guy who could do triple moonsaults and all that other stuff. Uh, Jericho is like a morph between because he can slow it down and he can, you know, he can fly. But um, that was what made the other guys special was they had the bases that could go. Like, I don't want to watch two guys who can fly wrestle, but I will watch any guy who flies wrestles with a Dean Malenko because I know the contrast of styles is already a story. You know, who's going to dictate the match? You're already intrigued. You know, and you're not giving Dean Malenko a DDT off the top rope. He won't kick out. Neither would Art. I'd be like, well, it's I'm a out. story that tells itself. Where, yeah. Like, you know, and that's the exciting part of mixing and matching of guys. Whereas right now, we have everybody tends to look and do the same thing. Um, I will give NWA credit. We are trying different characters and different things uh, in the ring, just trying to see what. You know, throw up against the wall, see what sticks. But we need a variety of pro wrestlers out there, which would make for a better match and better shows. Right, but you have to be able to be out there and call it out there. That's just the lost art. And it's not fair to the young guys because uh, I remember uh, uh, Regal used to tell me all the time. He'd pull me aside and be like, I feel so bad for you guys because you have to be TV ready with no time. He's like, you can't go wrestle off tv for a year somewhere and figure it out 
He's like, you come up, you start out on TV, you're on TV, you wrestle for TV, you don't really get to learn the psychology. So what you have to do is you got to do a shit ton of film study and you have to convince legends like him to ride with you in the car and tell you stories. You have to learn, you have to learn on the fly, like you're on fire. And here's the thing about wrestling, you're about two botches away from not being on wrestling anymore. I think everyone gets two, you know, and then you, of course, you got to... You got to marinate and, and maneuver through the landmines in the locker room, but um, but other than that, it just it just seems like when you watch it and you see all the moves, and then you try to go back and remember what it was, it's hard. Like that, I think that's the the issue is that it's it's killing the industry because it's not bringing in new fans. It's bringing in just that that trolley fan that wants to write and comment and you know has uh, his own podcast on wrestling you know you know (laughs) he'll be there no matter what and they'll hate everything we do no matter what yeah we don't need to appease them we need to branch out wrestling is the coolest we do this because it's the coolest thing you can do yeah it's art it's entertainment it's sport it's physicality it's all the things we love it's combined in crazy ass little weird concepts, and like the world can love this too if they can just understand it and be guided through it. Because here's the thing: Edge will always have a job. Christian will always have a job. Jericho can wrestle until he doesn't, you know, literally could be on his deathbed and he'd still get booked because they know how to work and and they can tell stories with anybody. Cesaro, same thing. Trevor Murdoch, same thing. Aaron, you know, EC3. But the, the problem is, is that we're seeing less and less of the willingness to want to work with these guys, you know, and I think uh, a lot of the a lot of the younger guys have this like weird chip on their shoulder, you know, because I'm over because, I got, yeah, I got some likes on YouTube. You know, and it's like, yeah, but this isn't if the if the veterans aren't watching you work, if the veterans aren't taking an interest in you, you should probably think about what I'm doing in the ring. Like psychology is and you'll add five, ten years on your career, you know, because you you only got two knees and one head, you know, and it's only a matter of time before you get enough ACL tears where you you can't go anywhere. And then then they're not going to want to book you because then you're you're too expensive to keep around. One trick pony. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's it. Like, and I, I do think it is, a lot of it is insecurity because, um, and it's not with everybody because for every, you know, and I'm not going to name names, but person that's like, oh, you know, I, I do this indie stuff. You, you can teach me nothing. There's someone like Marche. There's someone like Jordan Clearwater. Yeah. Um, so like they are out there. And I think what you're going to see is over time now where the, the younger talent that is listening um, and again, this, we don't do this to feed our own egos because, like you said, we're not mad, we're not bitter. Um, like we all say, right? Everything we tell someone to do, it is 100% battle tested. It works 100% of the time. And that's just, again, that's just the way it is. And that's why the big guys are pretty much gone. Uh, another issue is like, uh, how about when like wrestlers get on social media and they, and they argue with fans, you know what I mean? Or oh. like they feel they you feel let them in your house. Need. You might as well let them date your wife. Yeah, they feel yeah. and they feel the need. Like say like wrestler A was on TV and a move got botched or whatever, and then they feel the need to go on Twitter or whatever to explain it to fans. You know what I'm saying? Because That's their insecurity. Were, 
Yeah, exactly. It, it's ridiculous, man. It's like fans are gonna fans are gonna say what they want. You know what I mean? Like when you get into wrestling, that's what you signed up for. You signed up for criticism and all of that. Don't let them in. You know what I mean? Don't get on Twitter and start arguing with them or explaining stuff to them. That that type of stuff is annoying. It's like a magician, it's, like the rabbit didn't come out. Cor- it's corny, it corny but hell, you also have wrestlers going after other wrestlers' matches. The guys who aren't booked, working in a bar in an indie, talking about some guy who's making a paycheck for a major corporation, you know, mm-hmm. and they and they get on there and they think because the troll fans will get behind them. Where are they? You know, that's the one thing that I always laughed at when I heard like somebody who couldn't get over to save his fucking life. He, he couldn't he couldn't get over if his name was Hill, and he uh, he he literally. <laughs> Was like, what do you do with the, you know, the, the people don't like you on the internet? I said, you think I give a shit about what? Uh, I'll be, I'll be generous. Uh, Seven hundred thirty-five-year-old guys who critique wrestling. Do you think I give a shit what they have to say? Do they buy tickets? Do they? But why do they know so much about me? That means they're still a fan. See, back in the day, they used to throw paper cups at you and come to the show and see you lose. Now they watch, hoping to see something bad happen to you. It's the same thing. It's just that they don't have the they don't have the dignity or brave enough to show up. They just do it from their little their couches and they're wrestling experts. But literally, anybody with a mattress can become a wrestler nowadays. Like, so sign up, man. Show up for a try. You got all the answers. You know all the psychology. You. You know what everybody needs. You know who to get over. You have your own fantasy league that you're you're writing for. That was that's probably my favorite thing is when I used to get, uh, hey man, I'm I'm, I'm writing a uh, storyline for you. Uh, would you like to see it? And I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, I'd love to. Please. Yeah, yeah. Let's see here. And uh, you know, well, I got you booked. You, you and Big Show are going to start as a tag team. I said, yeah. Well, maybe reach out to Vince and see what the writers think. Like they come up with these these. Things and they get hurt when you're like, listen, you're doing what every person who sees a movie does. You know, it's like every one of us was a leading expert in how to make the the, the latest Star Wars better. But Lucas never called us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish he did. Yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, I wish I, I I did too. So it's like, but for some reason, wrestling for whatever reason, they it's more of it's more personal to them. Like they really, really spend their time going after somebody. And nobody responds. So I always tell everybody, and, on, and if you're going to be in front of the camera, you're going to every, for every 10 people that love you, there's going to be seven that hate you for no other reason than you're in the shine and they're not. And so they're going to go at you and they feel better and they want people like, ooh, burn, like making, talking shit about somebody who you're not in their face. And, you know, or you have a, a Winnie the Pooh as your, as your image on your, Twitter account or whatever, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Why would anybody even give that any merit? Like, you know. I, and sometimes I get upset. I, all I ask is if you're gonna if you're gonna throw shade, at least spell right. That's all. At least well, give me a your or a you are. Yeah. Isn't there a saying out there like? You'll never see a successful person throwing shade at somebody. No, I have yet to get like I have yet to get uh, trolled by Elon Musk for not being a billionaire. Right. (laughs) What up, Thousand Air? What are you doing? Huh? What are you doing? Hey, I'm going to Mars. What are you doing? What are you doing? You on the bus? You on the bus? You on the bus? 
You got an Uber? You got an Uber? Yeah, uh, I own Uber. <laughs> Have a nice day. Oh, by the way, I just bought the planet. <laughs> like, no, it never happens. <laughs> Brad Pitt doesn't troll people. Hey, just to let you know I'm Brad Pitt and you're not. So, you know, but maybe we should start just randomly. Maybe we should just have a section on this show where we just pull bags out of the hat. We'll call it bag of hammers and we'll just randomly troll people like just just randomly send Twitters out to troll people like uh, they don't have to be entertainment like John, the teacher, like not even wrestling fans. No, just just random people, (laughs) random person who's like commenting on like a, a movie yeah Find beautiful jump in beautiful sunday morning look at the sunrise and then we just go at him like you think Why you own the sun from, this dude from fox news keeps talking shit to me and i have no idea why <laughs> yeah. yeah mark yeah <laughs> and as soon as they ask you you block them <laughs> like, yo what the hell <laughs> just We'll make fake. Oh, we got to have fake. That's you know what bothers me even more is that people who are in entertainment with their shadow accounts. That to me is the most spineless yeah. shit I have ever heard about. Where they basically talk about how great they are <laughs> and they argue with people with fake accounts. Yeah, if, <laughs> that's a lot of work. Like you, you love yourself so much that you had to make a fake account to defend yourself and put you put you over. Like they would literally write about themselves. I've never been more offended in my life. I would do this thing on Twitter where I would reply to myself like I'm talking to myself. And then fans, when they were really trying to come after me, saw I didn't turn over to my burner account. And I was like, I did it wrong. And like, I've never been more offended. I don't have a burner account. Why would I have a burner <laughs> account? Like, and I can't explain that to these people. So I'm like, I'm just so frustrated because I'm not a loser. This is a gag I do. This is a gag I've been doing for years. Whatever. I got a question. What happens uh, in, in WWE, right, as far as referees, right? Um, like, we can all agree that, like, if you're a referee, you should count every pin like it's the end, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. If, the guy, if the guy doesn't kick out, it's on them. What happens in WWE if a referee doesn't doesn't fired. follow that practice? Yeah, so fired should, immediately. That, that should be universal, right? Especially it should, I, let me jump in on this one real fast. I think the way WWE treats referees is the way all business should because they do make them legitimate and they do give them the power to disqualify people if they're not breaking the rules or if they're breaking the rules and things like that. Where that has not trickled down to independence or other promotions. Referees don't understand the privilege and the power that they have and it's not instilled in them. But WWE makes sure it is. So I respect that. Yeah, and then you'll have, like, guys, you'll have guys fighting on the outside, you know what I'm saying? You know there's a 10 count, but, like, guys won't even break the count, you know what I'm saying, go back out or whatever. And, like, the the referees in some places, they'll just allow them to be out there for two to three minutes just fighting on the outside without even instilling the rules. Like, that type of stuff is ridiculous. Yeah, when's the last time you've seen a heel with a baby face on the ground roll in the ring and roll back out to finish heat? Right. To break the count? Mm Mm-hmm. You just don't see. It's crazy. It should be common sense. You know what I mean? It should be common sense, but I think it's the it's it's the it's that mentality where I have to get it all in right now. I think that's the I think that's the mentality. I have to get it in right now because I guess they're not going to get booked again. So and and little stuff like this too. Like 
and little stuff like this too. Like um, you see guys that'll like uh, they'll jump a guy. Say like I don't know, just a, they'll just attack. Oh, that's the, the worst in wrestling when you're it's, fake it's punching even, because there's a bunch of people in the ring. Yeah, yeah that like um, it's not even they're not even part of the match. Let's say like you attack somebody who's coming and attack a guy, and then just instead of making it look legit, like beating them the fuck up. They got to hit him with wrestling moves. You know what I'm saying? Pick him up. Shoot him off. off. Do shit. And do st <laughs> yeah. Stuff, stuff Run in the ring and shoot him off. Yeah, stuff that's not even realistic in the confines of what you're trying to do at that time. That type of stuff is ridiculous. It, and like stuff like that takes me out of it. it when you've never been in a real fight, you know, you <laughs> fall back on what you know. Listen, I'll tell you one thing about the Shield. Uh, when they came in the ring, you knew. Yep. Like yep. it was discussed mm -hmm. in the back. We got it. Um, you know, the same thing like with Aaron and I when we were doing the the thing where Aaron looked like he broke my leg. I what we said, hey, I'm not looking back, bro. I trust you. I'm not looking back. I'm going to if you don't show up, I'm doing my ring entrance. Like you felt a gentle tap. You sold it like a million bucks, and you sold it so good we didn't have a SummerSlam match. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, Aaron, you never saw you never you never saw the Horseman. You know what I'm saying? Do stuff like that back in the day. When they came in to beat you up, they beat you up. You know, it's, it's hey, we, we thought, Arn Anderson and Finley thought I broke my leg. They legit, we got the old school guys. And I was so proud of that. The, but the rib was on us. We did a yeah. little too well. But As always. As always. But the thing is, is like, but that's, like, I never told, like, if Dolph was going to hit me with something, just, I'm not looking back. Because you got to trust the guy you're in. And if if you're laying on the ground and you're hitting me, and I, listen, battle royals are, are the grounds for all kinds of tomfoolery, but Trevor yeah. will be the first one to tell you, uh, you walk into a gut punch for me in a, in a battle royal, <laughs> make sure you're ready. Because, like, you just, yes. uh, you know, like, you, if you're going to do, if you're going to put hands on somebody, if you're going to jump them, you got to say, hey, listen, yeah. beer's on me today. Well, that that comes down to, in, in my opinion, one of the issues is like, I know that wrestling's a work, and a lot of the guys coming up nowadays are like, yeah, everybody knows it's fake, so let's just act. But it's accordingly. not. It's like magic right. shows and movies, you know. That's like it, that's what I was gonna yeah. go to. Like, you've never seen a magician out there cutting the lady in half and then been like. Hey, you want to see how I did this? I'm going to be so sloppy, yeah, and let you know how. Well, how you know what I mean? Like even in the movies and stuff, you know, like people people will be like, "Oh, wrestling's fake." I'm like, "Did you see Terminator? Do you think Arnold really killed people?" Right. <laughs> Actually, work. But you work have an Arnold tattoo yeah. next to your Hulk Hogan tattoo. You have an Arnold Schwarzenegger tattoo. Uh, both guys were tricking you, bro. But they, but you can't do it. You, there's it's it has to be real to the wrestler or it doesn't work. It has to be real. Like when, if, when Trevor's like swing away, man, like I know I'm going to be lumped up. I know I'm going to feel like yep. hell the next day, but you know what? Those people in the front row are about to get a damn show. Like, it made it easier to sell. Too, yeah. Hit right? me. I mean, so, I, well, I can't, I would, I love that. I, I, I was always too. Like if you're going to hit me, hit me. You know what I mean? It only makes my job easier if I'm trying to sell. Selling a fake punch I, is the I worst thing in the world. It's it's definitely hard. Yeah, it's not it's not the easiest thing. Or guys start trying to catch your punches, <laughs> or <sighs> you know, it's just like you, all the stuff that goes into avoiding. It's a contact sport. You're not, yeah. you know, like if if your if your face is your money, then like 
if Aaron got hit in the face, he would roll on the ground and like act like it was the end of the world as we knew it. Absolutely. Literally one headbutt in the face, and he would roll out of the ring. He's checking his teeth. He's checking 100%. his forehead. He demands a mirror from the announce table. Like He needs yes. to make sure he's okay. Then he backs to the ring, and you grab him by his hair, and you bring him in the hard way. Now he's worried about his hair falling out. You know, and, and now he's rolling out. He's counting yeah. hair. He's threatening to sue. The place is bullying him. And then eventually he's – and then he gets – he babyface has enough of this shit. Goes out to get his ass back in the ring. Lo and behold, he turns it around, and then he's this vicious heel. Like, that's just a simple story. Now, I guess we could have accomplished the same thing if I would have gave him uh, three power bombs, and he rolled out to have a, a chiropractor check his spine. But, you know what I'm saying? There's, he's, yeah. And, you know, the crowd's calling him names, and the old ladies are yelling at him and calling him a coward and stuff. And you know, It's the best. It's so that, easy. That, like, like, you know what we're all talking until, like, Geez, when, when he had that question about the referee. Um, and I agree with EC3, and I think we're all in agreement. Like, WWE has the best model for how the ref should act. And to again, shoot. Not to name, yeah, not to name specific names, but, like, in AEW, like, when I watch that, like, there are some referees that think they're the star or that oh, think oh, that yeah. they are, like, yep. in the foreground. And, and that, to me... That is the sky. Like, I don't care who you are. If you want to be a referee, Mike Chioda, Earl Hepner. Okay, that's who you want. You, John Cone. Yeah, Charles Robinson. Yeah, Charles Robinson. Yeah. Like, you knew them, but you never noticed them until it was time. And Charles and that, even got a um, Charles even got a little rub as Little Nate, but he was never yeah. Little Nate in the ring when he was reffing. There was a difference. Yeah, like, he also got that he got that rub when he made that five mile sprint to make that uh, year fall. I think. Yeah. But it was always a, hey, uh, and they would tell you, listen, if it's five and he's on there, disqualify his ass. That's how it is. And things happen. Yeah. Injuries, things happen. We've, you know, I, I remember um, we had uh, Aaron was heckling me. I'm wrestling Kratos, and uh, Aaron was heckling me, and our referee was. I'll say green, but it's <laughs> the, the referee. Basically, here's the referee is a lawyer. He's he's a lawyer. He's a judge. He's no different than NFL referee, like NBA official. He's held to a higher standard. I, I even think that he shouldn't have like man buns and stuff. I think he should be clean cut and look the part. Like Earl Hepner always looked the part. You know, he looked like uh, he went to some form of law school to to become a. a a uh, referee, so always uh, there's always that. You should look the part. Keenan is another really good referee, um, but when they become part of the show, it doesn't work. the The referees in the in the uh, the basketball, the Harlem Globetrotters, they call the you know they're they're supposed to be the refs, the straight man the whole time. You can't if a guy's shoulders down and you count three, you count three. That's it. It's up to him to kick out. Literally, they're staring right at you. So it's like, you know, that's another thing, too. Like, everyone looks dead at the ref when he's counting. So yeah. I, I never did that. I just heard the one, two, and then time it, get out. If not, well, you won. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. My contact. But, you know, the ref went one, two, oh, and then the, then the announcers try to fix it. Oh, he flinched. You know, it's just when that happens, man, you lose every, all the good work you've done. Uh, everything you've done is gone. Because now it's just, it's fake. The ref didn't count three. So obviously, you know, uh, 
what happened with Mox, you know, and Mox is a warrior. Like Mox, I, is did, a, I did not see this. So he I, got DDT'd off the top rope. No, 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 no. He, he did that Whoa. earlier in a match, but no, uh, the, the dude gets him up and, um, he holds onto his head while it's like it's it's like he's over his shoulder and it's like a pile driver. But Moxie was Steiner too long. used to do it. Steiner used Steiner to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the but, screwdriver! That shit's fucking dangerous as shit. Man. Yeah, well, he but kept Steiner his head was, tucked. Yeah, he Steiner tucked. He didn't tuck his head enough. He had his hand on the back of his neck, and basically, when he hit the ground, he was he didn't have enough girth in his legs, and he basically planted. Um, He's a pogo stick. Yeah, he That's planted him. He planted stick. him. And, uh, you know, he could have broke his neck. Yeah. John doesn't need to be doing that stuff. No, because no. John tells stories. Yeah. John works on He doesn't need to bleed every night. But. No, he doesn't. I think he just does that because that's John. But I think I think he's just has fun doing it. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, that's his livelihood. So... And then the part that bothered me was there was no other way to pin him without picking him back up and putting him in risk again uh, and yeah. doing it again. So the, the hit it, one, two, ref wouldn't count. The guy picks him up and gives him the finish again. And that it just like you don't have another plan to safely pin him. You know, you couldn't well, grab yeah. his legs and roll through. <laughs> you know, he barely kicked yeah. out. He didn't kick out. The ref blew it. So you literally you could drop literally do anything to him safely. No, picked his ass slap up again and gave it to him again. You, you slap almost slap a sleeper. Yeah, well, you you gotta lay there. You know, you know what I mean. You yeah. gotta lay there and look at that ref and go, "You better count, motherfucker." Like yeah. you know what I mean, and put the heat on him. I mean the same. Hey, Trevor got busted open uh, on a DDT Ooh. to the floor and was bleeding out so much blood he didn't know where he was. His match was supposed to be, I think, it was like twenty minutes with Ryder. Yeah. You just, yeah. that, that's it. I'm hurt. One, two, three. That's what you get when you have non-professionals in the ring. And I, I don't know who was wrestling Mox. And I, you know, we can all attest to Mox is an absolute pro. But when the referee isn't a pro and when the other person in the ring isn't a pro, that's what happens. I don't know who was wrestling him, but I will guarantee you, I will bet my professional reputation wasn't a pro because of what I just heard. Yeah, you don't pick him back up. You know, it was one of the Lucha no. brothers, but... You don't pick him. You don't pick him back up and do the same thing to him. You just you don't go back to a broke spot, anyways. And it wasn't a broke spot. The ref blew the spot. You just drop a leg on him and cover him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you just, you know, he's he he kicked out on instinct. You know, and then you, you hook him again, or you just, or you just hook the leg even higher, like. You know, cover. Yeah, cinch him in tight. One, two, three. Give nobody, nobody yeah. got a choice. Daga did the thing where he was trying to drop a knee on my leg, and uh, his when oh, he yeah. came down on the other side of his foot, he uh, twisted. I think he broke a, a tibia or something. And uh, yeah, broke. Yeah, and and I didn't go. Well, we still got fifteen to go. I saw him on the ground, <laughs> and I said, "He said, pin me," and I dropped the an elbow and just stayed there. One, two, three. I didn't. I didn't. You know, I was supposed to get my heart punch in brother you know what i'm saying like and that's in front of what ten thousand people in mexico so it was like oh it was more than that yeah it was like, what it was the whole soul it was an entire soccer arena, arena to the yeah to the max so in the main event and the guy got hurt i didn't drag him around and, and pick him up so i could get my finish on him so again and again like i said when you go right back to it that's because that's not you didn't call it in the back and that's the problem with spot spot guys is that if it's not called in the back, 
then when something goes awry, they just want to go back to the last thing that they called. And that's yeah. when, you know, if you blow a spot, if you shoot a guy up on a universal and you go for a leapfrog and he, his head hits your thigh, there's your cutoff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, yeah. you don't go shoot him off the other side and try it again. It's just, oh, you hit my, I cut him off. You know, that's like, how Miz got cut off that way in the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, with Cena, he 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 went under him, he tripped on some universal universal spot, and that was it. And there's the heat. No one knows but you. Fell, yeah, I thought he fell off the guardrail. He got clotheslined. That also happened too. Yeah, that that also happened. That was a rough night for Miz. Yeah. <laughs> But when you're served up those gems, boys, you got to take them. That's the professional to go, oh, look, look what we were just handed. Yeah, because Trevor, once Trevor didn't duck, there was our cutoff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, my retirement match with Trevor. Oh. Yeah. Like, but but that's that's what pros do. You know what I mean? That's just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When your leg got caught up in the top rope, we we had a totally different direction we were going to go. And your leg got caught up in the top rope and you were like. I guess we're working the leg. When well, been, all of us, right? Like yeah. with Tyrus, with with Trevor, like with all of us, right? Like we've all had these things happen, and we don't panic, and that's the difference. That's what separates a pro from everybody else. Yeah, because uh, you, you take that breath, you look at the situation, and all right, let's go. Well, and if you're with another pro, the whole time you're talking about it, the whole time you're like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing. And sometimes you'll call a bunch of stuff in the back, and turns out we didn't need it. Nope, not a lick. Nope, because Trevor and I in our match, I think we had like a T-bone off the second or something in there, and something else. And uh, we were just, the crowd was in it, and I literally just got him in a trapezius hold, and I'm like, eh, we don't need it. We got it. We know know where we're going. We're not psychics, and I understand the whole like planning out or getting an idea of the match, but we just put things together that we think might work, and hopefully it lines up. If not, you just roll with it. That's the that's the beauty of creating magic in the ring. But that's also when you're training under guys who know what the fuck they're doing, not somebody out there garage, and you spend hours, months, years in just yeah. rolling around on your own stuff to where you can. And the scariest thing is, and they make you go out there and wrestle a guy you didn't speak to at all. Like, what do you got? Yeah. You know, like, you go through those drills. Mr. Wonderful, rest his soul, said a guy doesn't know shit until he's had 100 matches. Like, he just, well, it, it gets Harley to the point. had baby face and heel locker rooms yep. for his shows. Yeah. And that was. Japan is like that, too. So that. Real big on that. That's when you got to you gotta be able to have a little bit. You got to have both. Like, listen, listen. There's some of the stuff these guys do is amazing. Like, I'm not, hey, it's awesome. Uh, I wouldn't even consider even thinking about it i mean i'm i'm an old man now but um but i'm just saying and the business does evolve to a certain extent. yeah and it changes and it should change you know Shawn michaels changed the game and you know andre changed the game and you know everything and the mox and the shield changed the game you know so you know it's just everything kind of morphs and you know whatever but there's some things that remain the same and that is the art you can't change the art. You don't. You can have different paintings, but it's got to be the same oils and the same brushes. Otherwise, you've yeah. got something that's. Well, it's Circus Soleil, and right. you know the, you got to go to Vegas for Circus Soleil. But anyways, <sighs> all right, fellas. Um, Roots. 
And again, like it's a it's a really good time to be a wrestler. It honestly is because there's so many different um, opportunities for guys to make to make money, and there's so many companies that are doing well and, and growing, and and so you want to continue to see that happen. What you don't want to see is guys in wheelchairs or careers cut short because they never bother to realize there was a reason why um, Flair and Steamboat were able to do what they do. I don't think Steamboat did a chop on high cross body and high cross body off the top rope and some Bruce Lee stuff. Am I missing something? Steamboat wrestled a match with Ted DiBiase when I first got to FCW. At, at like an FCW house show. He went 25 minutes, and I swear to God, I thought like I was in the, the greatest movie I was ever watching. Yeah, Like he, he was absolutely f***ing amazing. Yeah, Steamboat can sell. Junior. Yeah, it was unreal. I was like, this is, it was magic. Because he could sell. And and those of us who spent time training with him, he loves a good gear change. Gear change. Oh, he loves a gear change. He loves a gear change. <laughs> I don't care what you got going on. If you ask him, and I used to do this, I'd be like, hey, what about a gear change here, boss? And I knew that it was going to be 45 minutes and we wouldn't have to do blow-up drills anymore. Like, yep, because he, he, he starts staring into the sky. And yep, he'd go it. to this place, and then yep. I'd see Dr. Tom come out of the office and like, you motherfucker, you think you're slick. I know what you're doing. <laughs> and then I'd hear uh, Tuggle like, Dusty, like, that's why he's my pupil. <laughs> like, but you get Steamboat talking on that or you get Animal I, I miss Animal, Animal was awesome when we had Animal in with us and all you had to do is yeah. start talking about lifting weights and bruh and he'd start telling fight stories it was just grab a seat <laughs> grab a seat so I, I think we just need more, I, I think the veterans need to get, they need to be more we need to bring a lot of the old guys back as agents and they can probably get them because I think the most beautiful thing is to combine them all when yeah. you got an, a yeah. guy who can do awesome shit and tell a story that builds up to it, like the whole match is built for that one 360 splash off the top rope. It's all built. Then when he hits it, or if he doesn't hit it, you're going to tune in next week to see if he finally gets that bastard with it. You know, but I'll leave him with that. All right, fellas, I got to go nope. film some Gutfeld stuff. Um, Send our best to Greg. Can, can the Wiseman get a plug on the old Gutfeld show? I'll sneak it in tonight. Why not? I'll sneak it in. Right. It might be the end of my you career, know. but I'll get it in there. <laughs> We're the black chief of Fox News. But yeah. little, little, little plug, little plug, please. Yeah, uh, I'll drop it in there. All right, for more podcasts like this, just like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. Uh, this has been Tyrus and the Wiseman. Enough said. Listen ad-free with Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.